Welcome to did you see, did you guys hear that big ass deep breath I just took? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Roaring Twenties, a podcast where we hang out, spill the tea, and chat about life while being twenty and the twenties. How are you? My name is Nick. I am doing really good. Um, ooh, someone is honking their horn today. Um, I haven't eaten, but I'm about to. And I am very excited because I have some really dope headlines. So let's get into the headlines. Okay, first up, Miss Shea Butter Motherfucking Kool Aid has won Drag Race. Let me tell you, y'all, this past week, um, Shea Coulee won uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, and that makes me so happy. We have an all-black winner's circle right now. We have Jada Essence Hall from season 12. We have Heidi in Closet as Miss Congeniality from season 12. And, <laughs> and, we, ha- and we now have Shea Coulee as the winner of season 5. In case you can't tell, I have a new soundboard and I am living for it. I'm going to try and like contain myself, but I mean, the button is just right there and it's just one click away. <laughs> um, I'm so excited for Shay. I mean, she is the black drag queen and she's from Chicago. And this was a really short season um, of, of All-Stars. Usually they're like, I'd, I'd say at least like 10 episodes, but this one had, I think, like between eight or nine. I mean, it's really interesting because usually they have, they have um, the like the two filler episodes where they have like to bring back the queens and then they have them dish out all the drama no one cares about. And then they're like, who can get back in the competition? But they didn't do any of that here. They, um, on this season, they really, they were, honestly, they were, I, it was Shay's season to lose, to be honest, because I mean, I mean, come on. The first time around, she should have won it in season nine, and um, her destiny was thwarted by flower, by rose petals. Um, but it's okay because justice was served, and she got, she did the damn thing. Um, one of the things I really loved in the finale, she said, "My dragon, uh, in its purest form, is a love letter to black women," and I love that so much because in the very essence of my drag and who I am is that's like, that's what I want to do. I want to show all these different beautiful sides of black women. Um, Cause I feel like they are only allowed to be seen as strong. And I, I love that she said that because she exudes um, black beauty and black women. And she showcases um, that, that, that um, I think it was like the, the second episode where she rocked that, that nude, bodysuit with that really short afro to um uh black women in the 60s like a little twist on that with the hairdos and i mean just every i love shakule so much and um her verse on clap back the the single that they did for the finale was everything i love it so much 
I'm very excited for her. I can't wait to see what she does with this win. It's very well needed, especially, um, well, deserved, but it's definitely needed right now um, during, with everything going on in the world. And so many fans of RuPaul's Drag Race are, they, like, the Black queens on Drag Race don't get as much love as the white queens, and that's just facts. That's just the team, Moama. But I love that, you know, we got three different types of black people in the winner circle right now because it's giving so much variety and it's saying no like you are going to see us you are going to hear us and i love it so much um i also really love jujubee and miss cracker i love jujubee so much she's so funny i really loved and oh my gosh that finale um her final runway oh my gosh her laotian goddess this beautiful like stoned bodysuit and just this long ass satin uh, cloth that's just like draped over her and it's just like cascading behind her she's so beautiful and i love miss cracker she her hair and her everything she's so comedic i live for her but unfortunately it was just my girl's time not unfortunately but like it's it was my girl shay's time to pull it out and she did the damn thing so congratulations to Miss Shay Coulee. <laughs> Next. Okay. Um, the NYPD is snatching people up? Question mark. A video came out yesterday of a black trans woman being grabbed by the NYPD in an unmarked car while miniature mall cops on bikes acted as a barricade. Um, when I saw this video, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because at first I thought it was um, one of the videos from what's going on in Portland. But then I saw that it was NYPD and then I saw it was happening in my own city. And I was like, Ruh-ro, what's going on here? Um, I saw the video and from what I saw, it was like a bunch of people like protesting and then just like a wall of of the bicycle cops and then just like this minivan came up and then like they were grabbing this person putting them in the car and then the car sped off and then the, the video ended i mean there, i saw a whole bunch of videos um but i'm gonna read what um the the nypd news account on twitter posted like right like after or uh, in the evening after this video went viral so they, uh, NYPD, at NYPD News on Twitter said, in regards to a video on social media that took place at 2nd Avenue and 25th Street, a woman taken into custody in an unmarked van was wanted for damaging police cameras during five separate criminal incidents in and around City Hall Park. The arresting officers were assaulted with rocks and bottles. When officers from the warrant squad took the woman into custody in a gray NYPD minivan this evening, they were assaulted with rocks and bottles. Second time you've said that. The warrant squad used unmarked vehicles to effectively locate wanted suspects. When she was placed in the warrant squad's unmarked gray minivan, it was, it was behind a cordon of NYPD bicycle cops in bright yellow and blue uniforms, shirts, shirts there to help effect the arrest. Okay, so I, I saw all this to say, they said that they were assaulted with rocks and bottles. All the videos that I saw, there was none of that going on. Um, it, it's, it, they're lying, first of all. And second of all, it really just sounds like they're trying to control the situation or trying to switch the narrative and give a reason as to why they grabbed this person. Um, 
and this is like what we see all the time with the police. They they act first and then explain later. And I personally, as a citizen of this United States, don't see a problem with this person um, damaging equipment, even the uh, during this revolution. But regardless, why why are you? I don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why you need an unmarked car. This is the first time we're seeing it, by the way, might I add, during these um, protests that a, that an un, unmarked minivan is taking people. And it just so happens to start right now, right after everything that's happened in Portland. Um, and you're saying this is a, let's see, they're saying it's a, a warrant squad. Never heard of them before. Who are they? Where did they come from? They're out of the blue. What do you mean warrant squad? Never heard of them. Are we paying for them? Um, where'd they come from? Because they just expect us to be okay with this this statement that they put out with lies. But we need to talk about where the Warren squad's coming from. I mean, this this is just ridiculous. Um, what's going on in Portland is absolutely absurd. I mean, this is like authoritarian type of control. Like, this is ridiculous. It's our right to protest. And it's very clear and obvious that someone doesn't want us to do that. Um, so I really hope this doesn't continue. And I really hope that, um, oh, um, so after, after um, that video went, uh, surfaced online and everyone was talking about it, the hashtag where's Nikki uh, went around. Um, and Nikki was the name of the person that was abducted by the NYPD and there, um, now out, so that's good. But I mean, this was just like the start of all of this shit. I hope this doesn't continue. But we're living through revolution, so girl, who knows? <laughs> Next. Okay. Um, so two days ago, Megan Thee Stallion did a IG live. Um, she also posted a picture of her saying unbreakable. Um, two weeks ago, Megan Thee Stallion was involved in an incident with Tory Lanez um, and it left her with two bullet wounds in one in each foot. She immediately went to the hospital to undergo surgery and uh, she's expected to make a full recovery. So that's good. But immediately following the incident, people started to make jokes about her. Um, and I, I read some more today about people saying that she's a man and calling her a trans woman and and you know making jokes about tori and um she shouldn't she shouldn't be riding with a nigga that's gonna do that shit. and just like all this all this all this nonsense um and she replied to it i mean she replied uh the day after the incident she replied uh she she posted something a couple days after um basically saying fuck you if you're making jokes about this this shit isn't funny it's fucking real this is my life and um, and then fast forward to two days ago when she posted uh, the picture that said Unbreakable and she had the Instagram live and she did a um, a post for Savage X Fenty. They sent her stuff. It's just when I watch, I, I watched because I watched the Instagram live and she talked about how she's like not over her parents and how important it is to have the right people in your circle. And it was so it it was so hard to watch her because she was like breaking down i mean first of all she her face was beat in that wig baby but i mean she like looked so put together she was like trying so hard not to cry and she was like 
holding back tears. She was like, damn, I didn't think I was going to cry. And she was just talking about how, how this, like, this is her life and people need to not make jokes and how what I what I saw was was her trying to be strong and her being strong and that's what we see over and over again is black women always having to be strong in everything and I saw this I saw this um recently I was watching uh the surviving R. Kelly both part one and part two and that was a theme that a lot that they uh they talked about a lot was not allowing black women to be vulnerable and soft and pink and 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 it's it's just so i mean literally i mean i saw the video of when the cops came and the, her hands up she got out of the car bullets in both her feet she walked we saw the drips of blood and she like got down on the ground and then passed out i mean and then like immediately like was online telling like telling haters to back off and then setting the story straight and then coming again in 2 weeks and having this ig and you know it it's just I hope she's okay. Like, I hope she's genuinely okay. I mean, listening to her talk, um, she's talking about, about, you know, just like the right circle. I hope she has um, people around her that, that genuinely care about her, her well-being. Um, I just hope she's okay because what, what always happens is we see black women always trying to be strong, always trying to put up a front. And then, down the road, we see addictions, we see suicide attempts, we see all these different things that we, and, and everyone's like, oh, we didn't know that was going on behind the scenes. Like like Tamar Braxton, right? Um, she had a suicide attempt and it's like, no one knew that was going on, you know? And I just, I want to get over this notion that black women have to be strong because it's a given anyone black has to be strong more more so black women but that's not all there is to them you know and i really hope she's okay uh, that's like my main thing i really hope she's okay i hope she's not putting on a front for us i hope she takes her time because like, even she said that was a traumatic fucking event and if it were me i know that i would like shut out the fucking world and not even talk so i applaud her for her bravery i applaud her for her strength I admire her even more for her vulnerability and her and seeing those tears and seeing her talk about this. Um, and she said she'll talk about it more when she's ready. But damn, I hope Ma is okay because we love her. And, and, oof, girl, I love you, the stallion. Okay, y'all, the the emanations, (laughs) the Emmy nominations came out yesterday. Um, Watchmen had 26. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel had 20. Those are just a couple of the ones that had the most. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race had 13, which is amazing. And Insecure got eight. Um, Zendaya got her first Emmy nom, which, yes, bitch, you better motherfucking work. Billy Billy Pose, what is up with my brain today? Billy Porter got nominated for Pose. That was incredible. Um, and I want to go in because I am, I'm, I'm so thankful for, you know, all, all the, everyone who got nominated, right? Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, Regina King, um, 
so many black people, there's so, so much diversity, but there wasn't a lot of Latinx representation. Um, and while I'm so thankful, one of my favorite shows, Pose, got nominated for four Emmys. Um, they got nominated for Outstanding Period Costume, Outstanding Period and or Character Hairstyling, Outstanding Period and or Character Makeup Non-Prosthetic, and Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup for a Series, Limited Series, Movie, or a Special. And I, I... I love Pose with all of my heart. I think they're doing, they're they're doing something way, way big, and I just feel like I don't feel I know that there should have been. I would have I would have loved to see to see even if it was just one actress be recognized in the lead actress for. Um, a, a drama or to even see the show get a nod for um drama series because i mean this show is so there's no other show like it there's no other show doing what it's doing there's no show giving voices to to a new group of people which isn't really new but i mean like to, to entertainment there's no there i mean there's no show like this i mean mj rodriguez i mean holy fucking shit i mean come on Angelica Ross episode four um never knew a love like this before I mean the reconciliation um Angelica Ross's character Candy um in episode four passes away spoiler alert and we see all this reconciliation right we see her um coming back from the dead and talking to each and every character and it was so beautiful how all these people who couldn't give a fuck about her have to now reconcile her death and have to sit there and talk to her and she has to forgive them and she has to love them. I mean, when it comes back from commercial and it's just Candy and Blanca sitting there humming, yes, Jesus loves me. I mean, my soul quite literally vibrated. And episode six, love is in need of love today. I mean, the AIDS cabaret, come on. Patti LuPone singing, I'm still here. MJ Rodriguez singing, love is in need of love today. Sandra Bernhardt singing, sometimes it snows in April. I mean, come the fuck on. Need I say more? Okay, I will. Episode eight, Revelations. <laughs> that explosive family scene that, that, that was exacerbated by heat. I mean, the scene at the end where everybody leaves Blanca, right? And it's just Mariah Carey's love takes time. It's playing. And then we watch the camera follow her from outside the brick building. We watch her through the cutout in the fire escape. She pours herself a glass of wine. She goes to take a bite of food, but can't. I mean, and, 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 then, and then she slowly starts to cry. And we see just all the hurt. We see all the walls come down all the strength that she that that she that she's had to have for everyone else. I mean, come on, the moment work. The quotes at every end of every episode. The last episode in my heels teaching black men that they can be feminine. I mean, this show is is transcendent. I mean, there is no I mean, I've never I mean, I've gone through um I'm in a I go to a theater conservatory and a lot of the shows and movies that we were assigned to understand the work I couldn't really, I couldn't really dig my, dig my heels into it. I couldn't grasp on, because I wasn't like, I wasn't able to sympathize with the characters. I wasn't able to understand, like, I just didn't, 
it just didn't click with me. But but looking at Pose after this first year in the conservatory, looking at the different moment work um, in, in these scenes, looking at the character development, looking at the cinematography and the lighting and the music and how it all comes together and, and, how, and how amazing it would have been to, especially during this time, to recognize a show and what it's doing and and it's giving voices to the voiceless you know and i it's it's just heartbreaking to me to not see them to 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 see to see them only recognized for their hair and makeup but not any of their acting not any of the writing not any of the directing not any of of the lighting and the cinematography i mean and and i know that i um i i i watched angelica ross's uh, instagram live after the nominations came out and 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 she was disappointed, but she was understanding. She she would she talked about how um, the Emmys are voted on by her peers, and 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 how she knew that there were a lot of people that voted for the show, but but she 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 talked about how like she she heard so much so much buzz so much good news from people, um, and and just what it would have said to the recognition and the visibility. I know that there are a lot of people that after the Emmys come out, they're like, ooh, gotta binge watch this show, gotta look at this, see what they're really talking about. And how dope would it have been to, for Pose to be up there with all the major and the major categories? Um, what, what it would have said, you know, especially right now going through Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter. Um, and and I, I love this show so much and I can't wait for season three. My professor is going to be in season three. So I'm really fucking excited <laughs> to watch it. Um, but damn, man, damn. And, and especially it, when, when the market right now is so oversaturated with all these different shows, it's like the Emmys, it's like, this is what you want to see. This is what you want to watch. And there is always next season. And and I know that they're gonna they're gonna get so much more next season. I'm already putting it out there, but damn, it would have meant so much for them to get the Emmy nods um, this go round. But that's okay. We press on. The work they're doing is so incredible. I mean, the show pose means so much to me. I could talk about it at nauseum. It literally is teaching me, us Black queers, us trans, Black trans folk, how to navigate this world. Um, it's showing us that we can be loved. It's showing us that we can cry. It's showing us that we can be strong. It's showing us that we have family. It's showing us that we're not alone. It's it's doing so much for us, you know? And that matters more than any nomination it matters more than any recognition and i can't wait to see where the show goes so yeah and and i also just noticed that um jimmy kimmel is 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 um hosting it what a whoa. but i also saw leslie jones um announcing the 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 um the, the nominations, which is great, dope, awesome. And I know that Jimmy Kimmel has hosted before. It's just in this day and age and what's going on right now, what it would have meant to have a black person. Leslie Jones, a black woman, honestly, truly. But um, yeah, that's the Emmys. 
and they're happening and it's exciting i mean i'm, I'm really i'm really um glad that the shows who did get nominated i mean pose got nominated a lot of shows got nominated i'm really glad for all the nominations it's just ugh. but yeah next <laughs> Okay, this just motherfucking in. <laughs> Black sitcoms are coming back to Netflix. I mean, I mean, the crowd goes fucking wild. Moesha, Mo, Mo to the, eat to the, we got Moesha, The Game, Sister, Sister, Girlfriends, The Parkers, Half and Half, One on One. I am so excited for these shows to come out. I remember being a little tight growing up, um, I used to watch all the shows at all times of the day. And um, I remember Moesha and I remember Sister Sister and I remember the game. The game is like a really, really good show. Oh my gosh, everyone was fucking with the game when it was on BET. Um, some shows like Sis, uh, uh, Girlfriends, oh, the Parkers, I love the Parkers. Girlfriends with um, Tracy Ellis Ross. That's a really, really good show. Half and Half and One on One, I haven't really seen, so I'm excited to look at those. But I mean, just the other day, I was looking at um, She's Gotta Have It, which is a really good show on Netflix. And I, I finished it and I was like, oh, well, what do I, what do, I do now? <laughs> and I was like looking through shows and I was like, guess I watch Pose for a third time? Because <laughs> I was just like, there, there aren't, I mean, there aren't a lot of shows out there that I can like really that I can't get past like the whiteness or like the hetero or like whatever. And so seeing all these shows come back is like perfect for me because I mean, there's shows I love. They're black sitcoms that I grew up with and I can't wait to see them. Um, and the order in which they come out. So Moesha comes out first on August 1st. The game seasons one through three come out August 15th. Sister, Sister and Girlfriends come out on September 1st. The Parkers come out on October 1st. Half and Half comes out on October, I'm sorry, Half and Half and One on One come out uh, October 15th. So check them out. They're really, really good shows and I'm very excited. I think they fit, honestly, with the theme of this show about being 20 during the 20s because being Black and being 20 and during this revolution, baby. So yeah, check those shows out and get you some good Black cinema in your life, honey. And that is the headlines. Jenny. going on with you everybody how y'all doing out there my name is uh, marquise i work down at swift clips uh third avenue then i'm coming in today just to do this uh this uh this here donation so uh let's get it let's get into it so uh this week we got national black justice coalition nbjc for show national black justice coalition is a civil rights organization dedicated to the empowerment a black, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and same gender loving people, including people living with HIV and AIDS. NBJC's mission is to end racism, homophobia, 
and pride and same gender loving bias and stigma. For more information, you can uh, on how you can donate, you can head over to nbjc.org. And if you want a nice taper, baby, go ahead and see me down at uh, Third Avenue for that uh, swift clip. <laughs> Okay, so today I have someone who is quite literally the same as me. It is my f- also another Aries welcoming to the podcast because Aries <laughs> love <laughs> all around. It's my friend Cottrell. Hi. Now, I know what you're thinking. An audience in this day and age, it's okay. I can assure you they are six feet apart and this is a zoom call so honestly we're not even together in the first place nope i'm staying safe i'm down here in texas in my house only uh texas is how is that um (laughs) texas is close-minded as close-minded can get that's all i have to say about that you're you're okay first things first what are your pronouns he him work and my pronouns are they them wait hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay so <laughs> it was going in and out i don't know i i'm more of a shake shack girl myself but um welcome to the podcast oh my gosh so this is a podcast i created for us 20 year olds just like l- quite literally living through revolution and i just want to know how are you <laughs> How am I doing today? I'm doing great today. I'm today's my off day, so I really be I really can keep to myself and like Hallelujah. And just like chill, vibe, do whatever I need to do. Yeah. And I'm not bothered by the things that they want to do on a daily basis. Yes. Yeah. Do you know that song? It's all about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a singer, can you tell? Um it's a church song, but no. I remember um, the church ladies, whenever, like, they had their day off, they'd be like, it's all about me. And I'd be like, work, mama. Yes, today is all about you. That off day is like, you better get it in. <laughs> so you are how old? You're 20. You're 21. You turned 21 during this COVIDina. April 11th during COVID. <laughs> strong. And I did nothing. I was my roommate. And we had, like, a little, like, inside house party and that was it and work i was mad because i already knew what was happening i already knew i just remember the last time i'd seen you it was like hey look at this house for i'm gonna be getting for my 21st birthday (laughs) an airbnb and i was like litty titty and then (laughs) yeah honestly my birthday was march 27th because i'm also in aries and my I, my birthday came and went. I do not even re- remember it. I just remember waking up and being like, "I am older. I am wiser. Time to take a shit." I mean, yeah, because I mean, yeah, it's really ain't shit. Yeah, exactly. Have you? How has your uh, dating life been as a twenty year old during this uh, quarantine time? Um, you can tell me where to find it because. <laughs> Have you like been chatting people? Have you been hooking up with people? No. 
haven't been doing anything. I That's really... such a oh, you're such a liar. <laughs> you're such a liar. I'm haven't gone that far. Like I've talked to like maybe two people, but also like it's also people that have always been in my life. You know, because I'm like like the online scene is just not for me. Like I don't know. Save. Do that. Online dating is like not the tea, but I feel like like I'm more of an in-person type of person, but I know that like the wave of the future and what's going on right now, it's like the only way you can talk to people is like online, but it's just online. It is just like so much. Have you, I mean, I, I have to like, I'm doing this new thing now where like if I'm online for too long, I'll be like, too much water is getting in and I'll immediately close all my apps and like throw my phone <laughs> and put it down for the whole day. It's done. Truly. Until I pick it up again to play Call of Duty Mobile. Mm, don't play that game either. I play my PS4 though. Ooh, can't really. <laughs> what have you how's your how's your um social media engagement been during quarantine? I've been doing a lot of things just myself i haven't been like posting and like keeping up with it as we know that i'm not good with but like i've been doing like photo shoots and little like things to the side just oh he's a model right that's where i started that's what came first <laughs> that's what came first period uh yes guess what i just downloaded tiktok today <laughs> oh my gosh honestly i have such a weird relationship with tiktok i just like to watch secondhand tiktok videos on twitter because there's too much like behind the scenes china app that everyone talks about that's what's taking me so long but like then i was just like you know like they're connect collecting you know psychological data and i'm just like well you want to um, know crazy that's all india just banned them yeah mama they're banning things because they can't I feel like it, why ban it if it if it's not working for you? Because all the other things that haven't been banned have been working for the government, aka mm, insert yeah. every other social media. Yeah, I, so it's just like ooh, you can't really monitor a lot of the stuff that's on there. It's just it's it's just wild. I mean, like I know that like everything in life is literally like balancing the good versus the bad and i know right now it's doing more good it's literally a beyonce song it's getting people like moving and like it's like social but it's just weird because it's like all the good it's doing there's like so much talk of like equal bad it's like ellen degenerates <laughs> because people also are pessimistic also we're True. trained to be pessimistic. we're trained to see the bad i know people are trained to see the bad in everything they do and what Ba yeah, I bad camp. Did you go to bad camp? I went to bad camp. Hmm. Did I? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> well, okay. Um, like you, oh yeah, so you are 21. What's one word you could use to describe your 20s right now? Right now, I would say hectic, but... Hectic? Mm-hmm. In what way? I think hectic is just when nothing goes your way. And so you can never really just do, you see? Yeah, like haywire. Like, like nothing and everything is a miss. So you literally just have to wake up and be like, let's see what happens. Right. Honestly, yes. Yes. Every day is a new day. And I try to live that way anyway, but when you can never, when you try to plan something, it's just, mm-mm. Right. Know. Okay. Well, so I wanted, okay, so... The 
main reason I wanted to have you come on is because you recommended, you told me to listen to the EP Beyond Me by Madison Ryan Ward, right? Mm, Madison Ryan Ward, yes. Yes, Ward, sorry. <laughs> Did you listen to it? Yes, yes, I listened to it. I lis- I've listened to it probably like five times. I think the, the, the best gift you can give me, the, the most intimate gift you can give me is a song or an album or a collection of music, a playlist, because it is a direct link into your soul for me. So- <laughs> okay. So I'm, cu- I'm curious to know, for me, like whenever I come into contact with a new piece of music, there's always that initial reaction, right? Because, I mean, because I have ADHD, I can instantly tell if I like something or not. And based on that, I will decide if I want to pay attention to it. And, like, usually with the song, it's, like, the beat. It's, like, ooh, that beat. Or it's, like, ooh, um, um, a melody. Or it's, like, a, a word. You know what I mean? So what, what was that, like, initial reaction like for you? Um, well, one, I don't know. Ooh, she put a poem in her song. Really? I mean, it sounds like poetry. I mean, I have like stanzas in my outline. One, it's all poetry for sure. But yeah, she put one in her song where it was just over the backtrack, and she was just speaking, and what and what she said made so much sense to me in the moment. Wait. Immediately, Wait, I love. Don't you just love music like that? Yes, yes. I was just like, what? That's what I've been trying to put into words for so long. And yes. Laid it out there, right there, beautifully. And her voice was just, oh. I was just like, man. Yes. I want to create for other people. I, yes. Oh, my gosh. Literally, yes. I have that exact same visceral reaction to music. And that's why I love it. Because basically, like, when I was young, I was basically told that who I was was not okay. And that didn't make me change. That just made me like only be myself when I was like by myself type of deal and like the only thing that like got me through was music and and every time I listened to something new it felt like I was learning more language like how I felt and like learning how to say that feeling the language of your emotions because I feel like the yeah music that you listen to that you listen to is like what opens that door for you Definitely, definitely. Um, I I want to go song by song because I <laughs> I I really love the um the podcast um dissect and they basically they they um dissect it's like long form analysis of albums and um this this past season they did Beyonce's Lemonade and it was so yes they. They mm. go line by line of every um, visual of, of every second of the visual album. Um, you hear it. Um, they've done um, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. They've done um, what is it to kill a butterfly uh, by Kendrick Lamar? I'm not sure, but it's that album. It's um, Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Um, they've they've done a whole bunch, but. Um, I wanted to go song by song because I I had like so many questions and so many thoughts and so many feelings. I first listened to this EP um, like right after we like had last talked, but then I was like, I I was like, I wasn't really like in it because again, ADHD. (laughs) So the next morning I woke up, it was, and then I was like, yep, I'm in the vibe to listen to this. I'm in the, like the mood to vibe to this. And so I took a little hit 
And, yes. <laughs> and I took a shower and I listened to it and I like cried and I like because well it's because it's because like I see uh, yes, I see like, so huh I, I say yes because like oh my gosh they cry yes um it, I, I saw like so much of our relationship in this EP and I have so so much to say so the first song is called the key and my initial reaction I really loved um I felt like the song was about hope and it was trying to find like the key to salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was initially, when I first heard the um, spoken word, I was like, what, what is she trying to say here? And I, I'm still like, I'm still like, I'm curious to know what you, what you thought. I'm going to play um, the spoken word part of it so we can hear it. Keeps us alive, but the soul is gold when the heart is healthy. She paid her dues, she played those broken blues. Etta James and her name came from the very same truth. Skip the youth, now it's things to do. Now it's cleaning up after you, and it's the music she sings to. It's hallelujah. You know better than to walk in with all the sin you're holding in. They said to leave it at the door, they said pain no more. She said, but I got something I'm fighting for. What you mean, pay no more? Play the chord. Melodies playing her like chess. She's taking deep breaths. She takes a beat into the chest, and there's no finesse in this stress. Demons try to tell her what's next. She says, I just want you to be blessed. Bless. So what 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 was your interpretation of that? I mean... I know immediately coming from a religious background, coming from the church, coming from the South, there's there's a lot of standard of perfections. Yes. To place on you as if they already have your life planned out, as if this is what you do and this is what everybody has to do, fall in line, and that's it. And that's like all you have to do. And I just was so confused because I was just like, I thought people made choices and did different things and like were like spontaneous and crazy. Like, thought that's what you, you know? I I, kind of get what you're saying. I kind of have that, a similar feeling where it's kind of like, there's a standard of perfection. And at least what I saw, it's like, they say one thing, but they actually act another way. And and it's kind of like, that was kind of like, imposed on me and I never under I was never given a reason as to why I had to do and say and, and believe and think these things yeah and I was never given a reason why and so if you don't give me a reason why I'm gonna spend all of my time trying to figure out the why why yeah and so if I and if I can't come up to a reason why I personally want to or need to or have the need to do so then I'm not gonna agree with agree with it or come to terms with it. I feel exactly. It's it's like it's literally just like if if you don't give me a, if you don't give me a valid reason to believe this one thing, like just as an example, if you don't give me a reason to believe this one thing, a legitimate reason that I can latch on to and and say, oh, that resonates with me, then there's no reason for me to hold on to this ideal, this belief, this fear, this whatever, because 
it's not rooted in anything that I want to be a part of type of deal. And you didn't like, people don't even get the chance to find that out themselves. It's like you always need help with it. And that's mm-hmm. not, I think that is the devastation between it. Cause it's always like, Ooh, you always need help with to finding your connection, your walk through however you're going to walk. And I think people are so quick to like help other people for their spiritual walk and haven't yet walked theirs at all because they're always grow up trying to help, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of things that they don't get to deal with because they're like too busy trying to help the, help the next person. When she says, and I just want y'all to be blessed, bless. That, that to me is her indicating that she's found her own spiritual walk. And that is just like me because I had to take, take a step back for so long because I like to process things and overlook and analyze all of it. Same, <laughs> sir. And so I had to take a step back and like, kind of like really look at my beliefs and why I believed any type of way. Cause I felt like a lot of the stuff I was, it felt wrong to think a certain way, you know, on a lot of things. And it's like, you should never feel wrong to think so way because there's no like, right way of thinking in a way like you know not yes. like controlling and so i really had to take a step back and analyze it and that's when i was just like that's when i can like fully say i found my spiritual walk and what god means to me yes i you i love, love your I, interpretation because that's how that's how I felt. Um, and, and whenever I first moved out, I felt like, I mean, I, I talk about this all the time. I literally felt like I um, had to, like, I had this backpack of life and all, all through my life, people were giving me things and like all these fears and all these beliefs and all these things I had to, to believe in. And I felt like once I moved out, I had to like sit there and unpack all this luggage and go through this and be like, do I need this? Do I believe this? Is this really me? Oh no, I have yeah. this, this thing is because of this trauma and I have to give attention to that. Um, and it's, it's like, it's like all these different things. Um, and it's, it, it's actually, oh my gosh, what is, I, I, I'm watching um, this, she's got to have it on Netflix and and um, there was this term that they used that they used to describe NOLA. Um, let me individuating. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Yes, individuating I, is um, is to distinguish from others of the same kind to single out. Okay. Yeah, and and it's it's it's. I feel like this probably like the feeling is probably an element of that because. I mean, I feel like so many people don't even do that when they move out or if they move out or like away from home, people just like believe what they're told to believe. And I feel like they drink the Kool-Aid for lack of a better, you know, phrase. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I love that that is in this first part of the song. And I love that you kind of showed me that because it makes the, it makes me it, it makes sense um, of the song to me. And I love that you saw that in that song because we're the same in this way and many ways, um, yeah. which brings us to number two. The second song on the EP is called The Other Side, right? What I found interesting was I did what um, one of my acting teachers told me to do in class and it, 
it was look at the first and last line of a monologue. So I did that with this song. And the first thing that you hear is, will my faith be in vain? And the last thing you hear is, will you be there on the other side? And usually what we were taught was that there's a question in the, in the first part and in either an answer in the end. And if there isn't, explore why there isn't an answer. Explore, um, you know, the whys um, of how they're still asking a question. What um, and- did you go to? Where did you go? <laughs> For those who don't know, we go we, we go to the same school. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes. I guess I was just in the better section. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there really isn't any like any no, section I, sectionalism. Sectionism is a uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I feel like it's like warring sports teams where it's like 61 is the best no 62 is the best no 63 is the best and then there's like a, four, a fourth one anyways <laughs> okay but back to this song um, I, found, I found that so interesting because again as I listen to the song and I think about it um, some phrases that stood out to me were if I love you through it will you be there on the other side if I take what we had from the past, would you let it be an outline? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the, in this song, she was like asking the other person. She was sitting here saying, it's not good right now, but if I love you through it and I give you this, will you be there on the other side? Right. Will you leave me halfway? Yep. Come on. <laughs> and, 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 I felt like she was making a promise, right? If I love you through what we're going through right now, will you be there on the other side of it? And when I look at our relationship through the context of this song, I think about a possibility of you thinking that way whenever there was a... I mean, I mean for me, I felt like there was a specific day or time when like, we kind of like there was like a fork in our friendship type of deal and the fork in the road um, where it turned to like seeing each other all the time to like awkwardly saying hello in the hallways um, as we like pass each other and just like also just being two black people trying to like get through life. <laughs> I, can, can we talk about that for a moment? Because do you know what I think that was? What? Consciously, even though it's the gross of me personally, or even like both of us maybe because there were so many times where we would get mistaken for one another. Yeah, no, yeah, people, I mean, people literally called you me and they would call me you. I mean, it, it was like a yeah. running joke for a little bit. Because, oh, this one time I was in a dance class, right? And I was doing my little, my little shunne, my little shunne. Right. And I'm like, I'm doing it, right? And they were like, oh, you just look like Nick. I was just like, wow, I just thought I couldn't be good at a little shunne. And it's just like, you, you know, like, that's yeah. like, uh, and it kind of like, I don't know, like, definitely not purposefully, but like, that always just made me feel some type of way. Yeah, dude, I know, I, I totally understand. I think it, th- this is like a common trope that happens with black people all the time. It's like, pinned against each other in a way. Well, I mean, I, I think it was like an amalgamation of a lot of things. I think it's because we're one, both Aries. I think two, um, 
were both black and you know i i was going through my own like like transformation just as a person and you were like trying to get acclimated to being in a new city and in a new environment with people who had expectations of you um and i think i remember i remember um i remember um like going to get hair with my friend asia you you know asia and um like cry crying um because i i I, like, struggle with friends for, like, my whole life. And I never understand, like, why people leave or why people stop talking to me. And I have ADHD, so when I can't choose what I pay attention to. So what I would always do is always spend my time, like, wondering if I mean things to people. How come this person hasn't talked to me? Um, and, like, my 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 concept of time is, is skewed. So, like, I, I don't have any patience in that way. Um, and looking back now, it was definitely a lot of that. But I remember, like, like, crying to her and talking to her and just, like, lamenting our friendship. And kind of being like, I don't know what to do. I, I feel, I, I just don't, I, I, what, what I truly felt was that like, I, f- I felt like all my effort wasn't, wasn't being seen and being met halfway because like we go to a conservatory that's six days a week and like I was working 40 hours a week and like the only free time I had was on Saturday and like one day during the week and I would like spend that time going to the dorms like to make friends and like hang out and I felt like I felt like no matter how much energy and time I put into that I felt like I wasn't getting it back from I mean from a lot of people but I guess more particularly you at first because whenever I had first met you because we because it happened so fast and we were close really fast quickly yeah uh-huh. I, and it, it was just like this this, this it, it was everything moved so fucking fast I mean in New York I mean this this, this first <laughs> yeah and and I mean it was just like this I mean it was just like a whole like clusterfuck of things and I and I felt like this is a person who's like exactly like me but I would also like see comparisons of failed friendships in our friendship and I guess my fear of that um would like create these things in my head you know and I'm realizing now that like the type of person I am now would like feel that and like talk to you especially since we have like um, history but like in that moment in that moment I remember like there being one day of just being like okay I'm not going to try as hard and I, I remember after that day was when that I feel like that fork began to, to um, widen yeah I never had that day right you've never had that day but I feel like in like through this song is kind of like that day for me was like the start of of this whatever this fork this period right and i feel like it's like i feel like when we get to like the fourth song when um she talks about uh like you left me i feel like it's that's when it started you know what i mean but i'm sorry my i mean my brain goes like round and round (laughs) are valid if that's how you feel so like let's talk about it <laughs> well but but i um yeah so that that's that that that's everything that was going on in my head when i was listening to this song um and 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 
and when that started for me and that this period of like i don't know where we stand but like if i show you love will you be there on the other side that these are the things i was thinking this is what i was i was like oh i wonder if 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 you felt that way um after you know we started to not see each other as much i guess i'm trying to ask you like how did you feel and what did you feel when you heard this song um well well okay well what's the the question is how did i feel like when i heard this song or in the way of our relationship um how did no how did you feel when you heard the song i mean that was just my interpretation and my first thoughts whenever i was um listening to it because i already like i oh see i i can't stay on one stop on one topic um listen to the song can you can you play it can you play a little bit of it yeah of course Will my faith be in vain If I love you do it Is my loyalty a surprise Thought you already knew it Been holding on to a chance for this long Who wants to look up and it's gone Somehow I see the right in your wrong don't use that to string me along If I love you through it Will you be there on the other side? If I take what we had from the past Will we let it be an outline? Could our hearts still be in sync? Whoa, if I love you through it Um... I just think, man, I think I I just thought like there were so many things that I was trying to accomplish in, in said amount of time that wasn't appreciated or wasn't like the time wasn't right or whatever or or whatever the case may be that got in the way. And I was just so willing to just like put it all aside and just be like, you know, but if this is a thing, if we're here together, then it shall all work out. And it's just like, there's a lot of questions in this songs and I have a lot of, un- and I don't have a lot of answers. So I guess that's where it hit me each and every time. Each and every time. Yeah, I, I do notice that there are a lot of questions. It is a big yeah. ass question. <laughs> what, like, come on, like what? What is it? If it's, if it's us, then where? Why can't we get to the other side? What's preventing us? Yeah. Like, should be simple. But it's beyond me. Key the EP title. <laughs> Key the next Key the next yeah, literally, All right, come on, transition. <laughs> I want to meet her so bad because I think her mind is beautiful. Huh? We were, talking about, we were talking about the beginning of our relationship and where that went. And I think... I think, on in all honesty, I think I saw myself as lost so early on. When I got to New York, I was lost. And I was trying so hard not to be lost. And I found myself falling in the same, like, routine that I had previously fallen in. 
when I feel lost, I try to like attach myself or like try to, you know, find family quickly, you know? And I wanted to, because it was such a new big thing for me, I wanted to find independence. I wanted to find everything I was looking for on my own by myself, for myself, because I've never done it before. And I think that a lot of our time was taken up territory. Yeah. And so like, I wanted to make sure like I was still some, like still something of doing something like for myself, by myself or in my own self time, because I had, I've never given myself that peace of mind. And I've always been trying to like do something for somebody else or. Yeah. It's. And it's scary. Scary. Definitely. No, definitely. In, an, in a new big city with like people like all like smiling in your face. I just was like, whoa. And I really wanted to take a step back and I wanted to analyze. And that was like all before school started. Oh, yeah. And then school started. So like, then our like, days were like taken. And I was just like, and like we could hang out, but then we couldn't hang out. And then, like we were in different sections and there was a whole like section like yeah. growth. And then like it all <laughs> kind of pushed back. And then every time I did something good i was called nick and everybody called me nick always that's so interesting that you say that because i i feel like i also got that comparison I was the you from section 62 do you know that people said that wait say that again I was the you from section 62 you were really yeah. because because I, I think it's so interesting that that you say that because you I mean like so much like even teachers would be like oh control did like like they would compare me to you as well and it was like more more so whenever it was like singing and acting and I feel like most of the most of the comparisons for you were like dance and shit and acting but but you know what but you know what I think that is though it's like I've had three I had three years of of ballet and like dance training before I came to to the school and and I feel like whenever whenever strong black people like have like 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 you you already trained in music theory you already have you you're like you have a really good ear you have all these runs you 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 have but but it's like but you you come in with all these all this all this like you have you come in with a lot to offer you you've already been working on yourself more than a lot of the people who just came out of high school who are in the conservatory and so what it feels like is it's like people trying to make themselves more comfortable by like jokingly like comparing you to another black person as other strong like points or like just trying to like i don't know i just feel like i never heard like comparisons about other people who looked exactly like them with like strong no. attributes like 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 me i i just have like i just like ha- have a nice body and like can dance and i feel like everyone was just like the standard the standard oh nick must be, and I'm, i was just like let pe- let people be in the individuals have hair coming out the top of my head the top on the top only and that was the thing yeah <laughs> and and i think nice bodies that have hair coming out the top of our heads and, and and, and, and I also think that, like, one thing for me is that I'm gender nonconforming and I don't use he, him pronouns. And I think a, a lot of, like, what was really fucking with me, too, was that people were comparing me to someone who identifies as a cis male and is a black man. And 
it's it's just like it it was just like uh, we're the same on so, what like so many levels but also so different and none of our differences ever get ever get um talked about because there's no individualism because you're just that exactly and that's just crazy and i just ugh. it's beyond me <laughs> me cue the song cue the song up. <laughs> i got you i got you <laughs> i can't explain the way an eagle flies how stars align a perfect sky oh i it's beyond me face of time how strong it is when love is blind oh why it's beyond me beyond 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 Okay, I hate that it cuts out like that. So this song is like really dope. I love, I feel like this song is like her asking herself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the answer. <laughs> yes, I feel like I, I love the echoing in the beginning because it's like, it's that moment where you're like, you're sitting there in your room and you're asking yourself all these questions and you're like, you just want to know the answers. And it's just like, damn well no answers coming to you (laughs) (laughs) exactly i mean looking back for me like because my my concept of time is so skewed i think about like all the time i literally spend asking myself those questions (laughs) right right like i can literally see myself asking those same questions and it just the answer over and over again and i feel like that's why she says that so many times during the song because that's just is going to be the answer and you have to be okay with that she's making you be okay with it exactly i i love it's so fucking beautiful and i i love the um the bridge so i i have the bridge here because it's like it's perfect honestly it truly is poetry she goes maybe i'll never know but i gotta let it go because that's out of my control take me on this endless road Take me on this endless road. Tell me what the future holds. Is it above the sky or down below? Or is the answer in my soul? I mean, come on. She said it perfectly. Perfectly put. Paris. Uh, per- honestly. Uh, that's... Uh, uh. And that's how music should get you. Because I just literally... I sat there, like, I heard this the first time. And this song... this. I mean, this EP came out 2019, good early in 2019. So, like, mm -hmm. I've been following her ever since her little, like, little first little video (laughs) on Twitter when she was singing Whitney Houston. Not her first little video. I feel about Whitney Houston. Oh, come on. Come on. Man, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston is the skeleton of my soul. (laughs) She will forever be everything to me. Yes, I and honestly, I'm gonna start saying that to myself more. It's I'm, honestly, it's beyond me, like truly, truly, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> truly, it's beyond meat. Actually, go vegan. <laughs> Ooh, 
it's truly beyond me to actually <laughs> okay which brings us to the last song broken <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 actually called broken but it's spelled b-r-k-n because that's how cool people spell it because it's broken the word is broken come on you cannot see the oh my poetry in that the word is broken so the come on <laughs> bitch my brain is broken oh my god i get her i get it somebody come get her somebody come get her <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. I did not. Wow. <laughs> I'm just like, my brain is broken legitimately. <laughs> I, wow. I think we could just, that you could discover that today. Thank you so much for that because I. <laughs> oh, looks like somebody just tagged me on Instagram. Ooh. I wish my Instagram was well kept. Honestly, mine too, but I think, I think. I hate you post I, every day. You you post things that matter too. Wait, you who? Post, you. Um, I I try. Your... I hate it. What? I hate social media. I hate it. Oh, social. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate it because I know it can do a lot of good. I just don't like that it's the standard for of living. That that part that part and maybe I should start saying that I I don't hate it because I I know it can do so much so so much good and. But yeah, so with this song broken, I, I, this, this, this song right here is like, this song broke me. This, this is the song I cried on. It's, I'm going to play the beginning. It comes in so sweet. Say that again. It comes from her chest. She's just speaking just from right there. Like, it's just, you know, it's just yes. Ooh, sultry. Oh. It, just, it just gets you. I, uh. I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight. I just want to know where you went when you left me that night. I don't want to be here Lying on the floor Picking up the pieces you left When you walked out that door And I don't know why But it's still open You left me Tired and myself and sing it i had to beat myself and sing it man that just that 
that fall is just it's just really just helpless feeling. It feels helpless every time. Truly. <sighs> I I don't uh, want to cry, but you know me so well. <sighs> I don't want to hold back the tears. They keep falling. Come on. You may not love me now, but at least you love me then. I mean, come on. The when when she goes, you uh, the the end is like it cuts like a knife, yo. She goes, you, she, first of all, she doesn't say you left me, you left me, you left me. She says, you left me. And she says it three times. And it's just so, it's, it's just like, damn, that's the last thing you hear. And, but, but what, what, what was so interesting to me was that she, she goes up on it. So it's kind of like a last hope. It's kind of like, yes, yes. Like a last little, no, nope. right? no. Nope. <laughs> what, what? I mean, speak about this song because this song it just cuts to the core. I, this song is simply what everybody needs to to understand when people just up and leave. Because you have a right to feel this way if somebody just up and leaves, like, and you can be broken, you can be like. Sometimes it just happens and people just have to leave, whether it be for the better from themselves, which you can also have to acknowledge. I talk to my friends and they say, all it takes is time. She says it in the song. I, and I thought of you whenever, whenever she said that, honestly, uh, it's, it's just so, it, 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 I love that you said that because that's something that I had to learn that I didn't that I struggled with so, so much. I mean, I'm a child of abandonment. And so those issues are at the core of who I am, my decision-making, the relationships I cultivate, et cetera. And so I just like genuinely never understood why people leave. And, and like, I had one friend in high school who gave me um, this, this um, like, Crayola like art case thing and she said open this in 2020 when you graduate and and she's like right after we um right after high school and she was like um she was basically saying like we're like we probably won't be friends but like here's this gift and and I like I didn't understand it at the time I like I was like, what are you talking about? I was still like in that naive phase you are after high school, whenever like just get out of high school when you're like, I don't know what like my big sister was talking about. I'm going to be friends in Snapchat and talk to everyone I went to high school with. Like, pff, I can talk to everyone 24-7 all the time, always. I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, she, but she gave me this, this, um, this art case that I like still haven't opened up. But I remember like, I felt like she like left me and I like didn't understand why, but what I've, what I've learned, like even just like through quarantine is that like, I didn't understand the concept that like when people leave for a reason and, and I was, I spent all my time trying to figure out that reason, but it's, it's just like people leave for a reason and they don't have to disclose that reason to you. It may suck, but it's, it's like, and this is something like I'm still learning, but it's like whatever for whatever reason they they have their reasons and it's like i can't spend all of my time trying to figure out that reason you know and and this song beautifully encapsulates that it's a that feel the the message where it's like it's okay to be broken it's it's okay to feel that and to get through it you have to sit in that and know how it feels yeah figure out why it's best for you eventually but 
this song doesn't give you that chance because it's just letting you emote for that those early stages like let it flow through you that's why all that that flowy mm, mm, mm. I'm like it's just I, like let it let it hit you until it doesn't <laughs> honestly truly truly and then continue on about your day that's all you really can do exactly and so like that's this is the last song and it's the last thing you hear um and i feel like I feel like she very well could have called this EP broken, but I like that she called it Beyond Me because it's so beautiful. Like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> and I, I really, I thank you for sharing this with me because I mean, I learned, I, this is how I learn. Like I learn life lessons. I learn things about myself. I learn things about the world through art, through the, this type of medium. And that's why I, <laughs> that's why I love um, when people like give me music or, or like give me things to look at because it's like they had a connection to this and they want to share that connection with me and they want to know my interpretation you know and I love that we could like sit and talk about this and you know we are like the same in so many ways but we're also very very different and I would I, I, lo I love and what I want to see more of is bonding over those commonalities and celebrating each other for those differences, you know? And I feel like the titles and everything allows you to be one with being separate and individualized. And I'm just like, wow, but you never needed that and nobody needs to tell you and you don't even have to. It's exhausting. I think it's exhausting the social construct that is over your whole mentality your whole life it's exhausting exactly and I, I it's like what i what, what i find is that like people lament and like get stuck in these problems but it's because of what they believe but instead of changing what they believe or like trying to think about things a different way they just like go in these same loops and these same cycles and they find people to be yes men or yes people so that and and it's just like sections you off and then you just don't get to be open to new things and like you're sitting here like me telling you to be open to new things all of a sudden it's political and you have to be open-minded and you have to be and i'm like ain't nobody even talking about that but if you want to talk about it we can talk about it uh, hello feel the same way like what it, 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 and it's like next thing you know you're yelling at someone um in a supermarket because you're not wearing a mask right <sighs> Oh, and it said like this man wasn't wearing a mask and the lady behind reached and <laughs> put it up there for him <laughs> period she said not she said not she said, today let me cover your nose real quick oh, hello <laughs> she said uh, she said i don't have that stimulus check yet so let's um cover that mouth <laughs> let's get it together <laughs> eyes only <laughs> Well, I thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Oh, thank you for having me. Do you want to so, stay? Do you want to stay around for the record of the week? Yes, put me onto a song, please. Okay, well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. And we are back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we're back with Cottrell. He's um, joining me from my record of the week. 
And yeah. so I, I actually I actually have two. Um, so you have a little bit of homework. Ooh, but so, if I okay, if I don't know the record of the week, is that going to be a bad thing? Well, I feel like you. I, I send it to you, so you probably have. I don't. Depending on what type of friend you are, we'll see if you know the. <laughs> on a message, don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. So the the first one is my girl Flo Millie. Let me tell you. This mixtape is fucking everything. I I mean I love I love I love every song on it to be honest. So you just need to like put that shit on and and twerk it out over um a dinner sash. We'll see, but, I don't know how much of a twerker, but <laughs> <laughs> actually I don't know. You got a you got a little shake. You got a little shake. What? <laughs> no, no, no. But let, shut up. But let me tell you. Let me tell you that bitch. Let me tell you, that is my walking song. I it is hard out here, huh? That's mm-hmm, I can yeah I can feel that. Yeah, it, it's hard out here for a black gender nonconformist. And let me tell you, I put the mask on, put the shades on, I walk like I am that motherfucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you that that is like one of my favorite ones. Another one of my favorite ones is Pussycat Doll. Hey. Shit, bitch. <laughs> I feel like a pussy cat dog. I don't answer when he calls. Keep that nigga on his toes and make sure you put up a wall. I can't trust him, I don't love him. We can't fuck without a rubber. And my ass been getting better. You can see it in my walk. Her number's low, to me she a joke. Ooh, I might not get involved. I can't kick it with these hoes. I'm trying to ball like I'm a child. Let me tell you. <laughs> Someone on Twitter, someone on Twitter said, um, I think it was this guy, this um, heterosexual guy. He was like, damn, Flo, even Flo Millie got me wanting to suck dick. I was like, nah. Oh, he did. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Millie, what you doing to these people out here? What you, what you putting I- in the <laughs> Hello. No, every everyone is everyone is is fucking with this uh, mixtape. It is fucking dope. I mean, so many good songs. The, her outfit looks good. She looks good. No, she yeah, she looks beautiful. I I fuck with Flo Millie hard. She is like really really everything. Um, another another good song is in the party. That's um what I was saying was she has a there's like this YouTube account or like these videos where like they invite artists on and it's like a color background and it, they like sing in this mic it's just them in a microphone and they like sing like one of their most popular songs well she's saying uh in the party the first line on it I mean, 
I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I fuck with it. I have never heard anyone say they are proud for, from, uh, to be from Alabama. You better work, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even talk. I'm about to be a rapper, about to be like, I'm from Florida, bitch. <laughs> Hold on. I might not say that because people might tune out. They might, they might not listen if I say I'm from Florida. But let me, let me tell you, um, the, in this cover, baby, it's like orange on this chocolate skin. And she, it, it's literally like that face. I love um, all these mixtapes and... Um, like I saw it in Summer Walker's album cover where it's just like black women in their natural habitat where she's just like, how white is you? Like I've seen so many, so many people I know have made that fucking face with that fucking hand. It's, it's like I, I live. That same hand with that same little curl, lip curl. Hello. I know. Same hand. Don't give a fuck if a nail is broken. <laughs> Look. All of, all of it. How white is you here? You ain't. Check. <laughs> For those who, uh, because podcasts are a audio medium, <laughs> control is shaking his hand up and down. They go in a figure eight, I swear, it is so funny. Oh my gosh. Yo, check out How Why Is You Here by Flo Millie if you want to get your motherfucking life. And the second song, a little backstory. I was watching uh, She's Gotta Have It, the finale of the second season, and it was really controversial. I think they took the show away from Spike because of it. it I mean, it's, it's a really um, groundbreaking show. I mean, they show sex, 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 sex. It's, it's all about black, a black woman's life, and I live for it. Um, but the, the season finale, Anthony Ramos, um, who is most known for being in Hamilton, beautiful fucking voice, he's, his character um, has this amazing evolution, and he sings this song called Cry Today, Smile Tomorrow. Yes, Anthony Ramos. Huh? He played Philip? And- mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, I have to make sure. Yeah, he's really, really uh, such a good actor, beautiful voice, um, and ev- and everyone in the episode was crying, and I was crying along with them. It, it was just, like, so beautiful. This song is everything I feel whenever, when like, it's that, it's, it, it describes that moment of, like, I don't know, I don't know why this is happening but i have to keep going it's this song is the definition of hope and so the what record up? of the week along with how why is you here <laughs> is cry today smile tomorrow by anthony ramos i got problems and I'll be the first to call them out Yeah, I get lonely Cause lately friends don't stick around But I keep my hopes up Cause that's the one thing I can control I don't fill my mind with petty lies I let that go Don't fill my mind with petty lies Let that go Troubles in my life won't bring me down And all the struggles in my life They teach me how 
Yes, I love, I love that it's not any crazy vocals. It's not crazy production. It's just him and the piano. And it's literally him saying, I want you to focus on the words that I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh. I mean. Man. Wow. I, <laughs> right? He better do that because a lot of a lot of people just don't feel like they can ever take a day. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, it, it it's you can take the whole day if you need to. Maybe you can take a week on <laughs> take one, take two, take three, take four, take a month. I I love this. I love this this um this song so much. Oh my gosh. I I want to cover it. It's so beautiful. But yes, the record of the week is How Why Is You Here? A Cry Today's File Tomorrow. Check it out. Um yeah, so we've come to the end. Thank you so much for listening to Roaring Twenties. If people want to follow you and get into the good, see what's going on, where can they follow you? They can follow me at control the thomas on instagram follow me tell me what's up hi hey how you doing you can follow me everywhere at it's nick i guess um let's be friends leave me a review on itunes let me know what you guys think of my podcast please give me those five stars (laughs) um thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one bye Roaring Twenties is a podcast that is recorded, edited, and mixed by yours truly. The music at the beginning and end of every episode is created by Elijah Lyons, and the cover art was created by Chris McLean.